Thank you for joining us for this week's message from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. Each week we share thought-provoking and life-changing teachings on topics that are important and relevant to you in your life. We hope that you will be encouraged by our weekly podcast and will tune in regularly. Now let's join the First Christian Church of Great Bend for this week's message. Today we are in week three of our sermon series called Finding Joy. And as you know, what we're doing in this series is delving into and wrestling with how it is that you and I can find and live into lives that are filled to overflowing with joy. And the way we're doing that is we're working through the eight pillars of joy. So in week one through the pillar of perspective, we discovered that no matter what happens to us, we have the ability to choose our perspective. We have the ability to choose how we're going to respond. And so instead of focusing in on the negative, which is our default position, we're really good at focusing in on the negative. We learned how to see and make sense of the world in ways that bring us a bit more joy. Then last week through pillar, uh, the pillar of humility, we learned that true humility is not about living a life of, of self-deprecation or thinking that we're not good enough. But instead is about coming to see that none of this, our lives, none of this, is about us and what we want, but about God and what he wants. Which means we just need to find our place in God's plan and let the rest go. So how many of you in the last couple of weeks, after we've talked about these things, have found a bit more joy in your own life? Anybody? Please, God, say yes. (laughs) So today what we're going to do to kind of build on what we've already learned and also while continuing this quest to finding more joy in our own lives is we're going to be examining and wrestling with pillar number three, which is acceptance. And for me, this is my pillar. This is, this is the one that means the most to me. Now, the first thing you need to understand about acceptance is that the kind of acceptance I'm talking about here has nothing to do with resignation or about just accepting everything as it is in a fatalistic, deterministic kind of way in that If nothing can be changed, then why bother changing anything? And there's some philosophies out there that that people live by that. No, what I am talking about here when it comes to acceptance is brought to light for me most clearly in the serenity prayer. How many of you guys know the serenity prayer? Well, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, um, this serenity prayer is is this unbelievably powerful prayer written by one of the most influential American theologians of our day, Reinhold Niebuhr which in turn has been popularized through the 12-step program being the the prayer, the mantra, that people struggling with addictions pray to help them get through the day. Or the shortened version of the prayer says this. It says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And to get that in your head, I want you guys to say that with me. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, Courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. So the kind of acceptance that we're talking about here, which is very similar to the way this prayer is used in the 12-step program, is instead of spending our lives worrying about fighting against or being controlled by those things that we cannot change, and there's a ton of stuff in this world in our lives we can't change, we are to make peace and accept those things that we can do nothing about so that... We can focus in on the things we can actually do something about. Again, accepting, acceptance is about making peace with things we can't change so we can focus in on what we can change. 
or to help you guys to see this in a practical way. As most of you know, August 7th, 2020, was a day that changed Nash Lindsberg life forever. It's a couple of bullet fragments got lodged into his spine during the accidental shooting, causing significant neurological damage that threatened not only his life, but his ability to ever walk again. Or to a certain extent, what happened to Nash on that fateful day was about as tragic as it can get for a young athletic boy who has dreams of doing great things in this world, most of which require the ability to walk. So given the tragedy that happened to Nash on that dark day, he basically had two different ways he could have responded to the situation. Right? The, the first one is to choose not to accept what happened or not to make peace with the fact that he has some bullet fragments now lodged in his spine and what that means for the rest of his life. Or he could, even though he didn't like it and wish that it didn't happen because it's not fair, let's be honest, make peace with and accept the fact that he's been shot. There's nothing he can do about it at this point. Now, first, in one sense, it sure seems like choosing the way of non-acceptance is what's best because accepting what has happened can mean giving up to a certain extent. But remember, again, acceptance here is not resignation. No, acceptance here is about facing the reality of what has happened head on without any kind of denial. It's accepting the world as it is, which is a good thing. And all because if Nash chose the way of rejection or not accepting what had happened to him and everything that goes along with that, the result would have been Nash sitting around, feeling sorry for himself, being angry, and spending all of his days thinking about and dwelling on what can be, can't be changed. Which, when you think about it, would only made his difficult situation even more difficult. And the truth is, I know a lot of people that have had things happen to them in the past, or things that can't be changed, and that still runs their life. They haven't accepted it yet. But amazingly, that's not what Nash did. You guys know the story. Now, what Nash did after this time of grieving, because you've got to grieve, you've got to work through all of that, is Nash accepted the reality of his accident and made peace with what he was facing. So instead of sitting around feeling sorry for himself and being consumed and controlled by what he couldn't change, he got up and devoted his entire life to working on what he could control. The result being that even though some of his doctors said that they thought he would probably never walk again. You'll find this young man not only walking into this church most weeks as a miracle, but a boy who is now walking everywhere he goes. And a boy who, in spite of what happened to him, is not only living joy, and this kid is bubbly, he's got so much joy, but inspiring and showing others how they too can find their own joy by accepting the things they cannot change and changing the things they can Another incredible example of this comes from another one of our brave members, Joe Jordan. And sadly, Joe passed away just a couple of weeks ago, uh, but has been a faithful member in this congregation almost since the time I got here. And what you need to know about Joe is that about eight months ago, she was diagnosed with a very, very aggressive form of cancer that, that of course, it threatened her life. And so what she did in response to that is she did what anyone would do when, when an evil um, has taken over her body, right? There, there was radiation and chemotherapy, even trying to get to the point where she could have surgery so they ultimately could take it out and, and she could go on living her life. But of course, as things progressed, the chemo and the radiation began to take their toll, causing her nothing but suffering. She didn't have a moment where she could rest. 
So about two to three months ago, after being hospitalized with a couple more complications, Joe Jordan decided to accept the fact that she was going to die. But instead of continuing treatment that was only making her life worse, she decided to stop and make the best of what she had, which is a hard decision. But what I watched over the last three months after she quit her chemo and radiation and made peace with the fact that she was going to die, which, by the way, is a reality we're all going to face whether we like it or not, is I got to watch this brave woman make peace with that. And then when she made peace with that, she spent all of her time, almost all of her time, laughing, telling stories with her family and friends, saying what needed to be said, making amends where amends need to be made, all the while celebrating and remembering just how amazing and blessed her life really was. Now, what you would expect to find when you walk into a place like that is there'd be this darkness and this, this feeling, this weight, because death is near. That's kind of what we picture. But what you felt when you walked into her room was joy and life and goodness. And I had great conversations with her, and we laughed, and we told stories, and it was absolutely amazing, which, by the way, is a reality that's much easier to face when you accept the truth that Scripture proclaims in that there's something amazing after we're done here. Right? This is not the end. Death is not the end for us. Or as John 14 explains, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go and prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And so because of Joe accepting the things she couldn't change and focusing in on the things that she could change, what Joe was able to experience even in the face of death was joy was life, was happiness. How amazing and powerful is that, right? How many of you would like to choose to do that? Well, now that you're starting to see the power of acceptance when it comes to helping us to find joy in these big, amazing examples, what I also want you to get is that acceptance is not just about making peace with the inevitable when big things happen. No, acceptance is also a practice that can help us to find joy in almost every area of our life, especially the little things. This is where this gets us the most. For instance, why do we spend so much time worrying about what we look like? Because the truth is, we had nothing to do with it, right? You're born a certain way, you mature a certain way, you look the way you look, not because you've done anything, it's just the way you look. Then your hair starts to fall out, but I'm not bitter about that, I'm, hold, I'm holding on as much as I can. Now, sure, there's certain things that we can do, like exercise and eating right and combing our hair and wearing certain clothes that, that make us look a little better, but that's just minor compared to what we can change. So instead of being consumed and controlled by what we look like, which really does nothing but suck the joy out of our life, why don't we just accept what we look like. Do the best we can with what we got. Move on. Right? It doesn't do you any good to worry about it. It's not going to change it. Then there's also accepted our God-given abilities. And what I mean by this 
is instead of wasting our time wanting and wishing that we had one of those arms that gave us the ability to throw the baseball 95 miles an hour, anybody else have that dream? Or had one of those brains that made math fun and easy? What if we just accepted who it is that God created us to be? Keeping in mind that we are all fearfully and wonderfully made to be exactly who God wants us to be. For me, this is a truth that that once I gave up on that dream of pitching in the major leagues, because let's be honest, I didn't have the talent. I'm a dork and it's just not going to work out, right? And accepted my inner nerd, I found joy. Because instead of fighting against the person who God created me to be, I leaned in and accepted my true calling of being a minister, which for the most part has turned out pretty stinking good. I found a whole lot of joy in the midst of that. Another place where acceptance can help us to find joy is when we stop spending our time trying to keep up with the Joneses or stop thinking that the grass is always greener on the other side and instead simply accept the fact that we already have what we need and more to live into the extraordinary life that God has created us for. That's right. That's right. Most of us already have everything that we need and more to live into the extraordinary life that God has given to us, what we have to do is accept it. We have to receive it. We have to live it and celebrate it instead of thinking about all those things that we can't change. But for me, the most important way that acceptance helps us to find a bit of joy in this life is when we make peace with the fact that life is not a fairy tale where everyone lives happily ever after and we always get what we want but instead as an existence that at times it's hard, stressful, overwhelming, where, where failure happens, where we get things wrong, heartbreak creeps in, where bad things happen to good people, and where things aren't always fair. Because if we're able to accept life as it is on its own terms, not, not what we want it to be, that's when we're able to let go of all those things that consume and control our lives that we can't change. So we can put all of our energy into changing the things we can. You're going to find a whole lot of joy there if you'll just accept that. So now that you get the power of acceptance, I want to offer you two practical things to take with you to help you to live out this pillar of acceptance. And the first one is is relatively simple, but you got to go do it. I want to encourage you to memorize and pray daily Not only the first part of the serenity prayer, which we've already gone over, but the entirety prayer, which helps to put this whole message into perspective. And and all you have to do to get a copy of this is Google it. Google it and print it out. It's not that hard. Another thing that I have done, and I put my phone over there. So um, I put, I got a screensaver. You can find it absolutely anywhere. So every time I pop up my phone and look at it, the serenity prayer is in the background. So that's something that reminds me um, every single day. This is what I pray uh, a couple of different times a day just to kind of help me focus in. So uh, the longer prayer says this, and it's absolutely remarkable. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, Trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will. So that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever. 
in the next. Think about if you started your day with that prayer. Think about when the world got crazy. That's a prayer that you could say to yourself over and over again. I I encourage you to memorize that prayer and use it when God calls you to use it because it will transform you. It will help you find joy. Then the last thing that I would encourage you to do is to take some time this week and think through those things in your life that are taking away your joy. We've all got some things that are taking away our joy. And see, if maybe, just maybe, you're being controlled and made miserable by things that can't be changed. I think we've all got something that's making us miserable that we can do nothing about that we need to let go. So once we figure that out, we've got to go through the process of just letting that go, just accepting that so that we can finally turn our attention to those things we can actually do something about. And so we can have a little room to enjoy this life that has been set before us, which is absolutely magnificent. So with all that being said, what my prayer is for every single one of you is that God will simply help all of you to accept the things you cannot change, the courage to change the things you can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Live that and you'll find joy. Let us pray. Father, again, we we come to you this morning wrestling with this idea of joy, knowing that that if we seek joy for itself, if that's the goal, then we're not going to actually find joy, but that when we give our lives to living what is good and right, which is what we find through the pillars, that we'll find the joy that we've been seeking after. So today, O Lord, as we concentrate in on acceptance, help this not just to be a concept that we get, but help it to be an experience that we feel and that we live. Or help us, Lord, to go out and live and pray the serenity prayer and then also find those things that we can't change and let them go so we can focus in even more on what you're calling us to do and to be. We ask this all in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. You are invited back next week for another life-changing message from the First Christian Church of Great Bend, Kansas. Please check out our website at www.fccgbk.com. That's fccgbk.com. May you have a blessed week.